or set down your pornographic wallpaper and toss aside your naked dwarves, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 168, for the week of Wednesday the 13th of May 2015. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eddie. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Sideshow Collectibles Hawkeye Premium Format Statue, the N2 Toys Mad Max Action Figure, and the Play Arts Kai DC Variant Hawkman Figure. Eddie, how are we this evening? Spiffing. Very good. Excellent. Eddie, we, we missed you last week. Uh, uh, not all the listeners, apparently, according to Facebook, but um, most people. Uh, so what have you been up to? I have had a very good week. I um, Finally, if uh, for those who don't follow me on social media, you did not get spammed uh, with my numerous posts. Uh, for those who don't know, I've written a comic book. And it finally hit stands. It's being sold exclusively through All Star Comics, and it's a bit of a bucket list tick for me. Uh, been a big comic book fan for a while. Been working on this book uh, for actually years now uh, with a fantastic artist named Zoe, and it's uh, has finally hit stands, which is a wonderful dream uh, come true. And I'm uh, really quite. Uh, uh, excited to finally have it out there. But what was even more amazing is it's been extremely well accepted and all the books that we had printed up to see us through the year have pretty much gone already. Oh, almost wow. ready. Uh, does so does that mean that my my copy that um, someone very generously left for me at All-Star Comics is now like worth something on eBay? I have been given – I've got a handful here and uh, Mitch from All-Star Comics is – pleading with me to hang on to my last couple of copies of original prints here. So uh, <laughs> according to Mitch, uh, you might have some investment there, but uh, not a stockbroker by any means. <laughs> did, you get a, did you get a signed copy? Uh, I don't think so. Did I get a signed copy? Jeez. I don't uh, – maybe not because yours was one of the early ones. Like <gasps> That just came yeah. out of the – Limited variant? That I came, yeah. yeah. L- there are some fine ones out there, which is a very weird experience to actually be signed. <laughs> well, I was extremely appreciative. Um, I, I di- actually uh, didn't uh, mention it on last week's show in my free comic book day haul because it just kind of popped into all the other stuff that I was um, uh, given, and I uh, forgot that it was there until I unpacked everything. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't sing. I didn't say anything. Ah. Um, but I read it and thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, you should be really proud of yourself. Oh, thank you, man. And I'm still ben, waiting I do, for mine. Yes. Yeah, I, I still need to get to the post office and, uh, send it out. But my post office is being funny with me at the moment. So I'll spend the day. Yeah. Well, you know, when you sleep with the boss's daughter, what do you expect? <laughs> Um, 
Ben, how are you? I'm good. What's I'm been good. happening? My, my sellathon continues, <laughs> having lots of fun, enjoying that, and uh, I seem to be selling things at reasonable prices and packing them reasonably well because people keep coming back and saying, what else have you got? So that's <laughs> been a lot of fun. And it's been fun dealing with um, younger folks who are only just sort of getting into Marvel Legends. Younger folks. Oh, uh, Grandpa. Younger folks. Yeah, it's good, actually. Tell yeah, us about the, the time when these were released. I remember five points of articulation <laughs> was standard. <laughs> <laughs> and the world was in black and white. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because I've got a, a tub of figures that are basically custom fodder. And there was a, a time where I would uh, regularly go through eBay and look for, you know, bulk lot auctions. And every now and then I'd pick up a, a rare figure like one of the Marvel Legends face-off figures or something like that. And, um, you know, as part of the deal, it had come with six or seven other figures and I'd just dump them in the tub to be uh, custom fodder. And now I've actually got people you know, contacting me going, oh, you know, do you have a Series Spare, Series 7 Sabretooth? And it's like, hmm, oh, I actually perfect. think I've got a couple. <laughs> and then moving them on and uh, reinvesting that money. And, uh, yeah, one of my avenues of selling has been cut off. From, but, um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on from that. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I suppose that the flip side of uh, social media is that humans are involved and yes. uh, they can be a bit touchy sometimes, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> not not every um, toy collecting environment is as welcoming and uh, moderated with an even hand as the AFP forum. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> so what about you, Mr. Scotty? Uh, I have to put proud dad hat on. Sorry. Um, my uh, youngest, who actually today is her 12th birthday. Happy birthday, Miss 12. Hooray! Um, she, but both my kids were very, very fortunate in that the school that they go to has got an equestrian center. And so we can, they can do a lot of stuff uh, in the horse and riding arena without us having to own a horse. Yay. Um, and my youngest is just her passion and she was chosen to ride in a interschool show jumping competition. Um, and, uh, probably a bit young for when they would normally start, but they really wanted her to have a go. And in her class, she competed and came six out of 45. Got a big ribbon and everything and fantastic. Yeah, and it was just also it's I love seeing people in their element where you can just see that they are um doing what they're passionate about and feeling so excited and fulfilled and uh it was yeah. a it was an awesome, awesome moment. Yeah. Excellent. And um yeah, my um I've been doing a bit of that selling stuff as well. I haven't managed to um, offend anyone and get banned for anywhere, but uh, it's not trying hard enough, obviously. Um, no, yeah, but, uh, it is, uh, it is good to kind of clarify for, for me, like I'm trying the temptation, obviously, when you're in those buy, sell, trade groups is then to see stuff and go, Ooh, <laughs> but, um, I'm being really good at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> focusing on getting rid of and just making, you know, room both space and uh, bank balance-wise for the things that I really am enjoying. Because, um, yeah, yeah. man, I've, I've you know, I've enjoyed everything that I've collected, but there's things that you kind of get to a certain point and think, you know, I don't think I really need that anymore. And, yeah, um, yeah. 
and and as you said, it is really interesting uh, seeing people who are just coming into collecting a particular thing and what is valuable, etc. And to me, there is there is a huge value in being able to deal with reliable people outside of eBay, and um, that I'm prepared to you know uh, sell things yeah. for a lot less to not have to deal with that. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's good because your tastes do change over time and, you know, I'm running at about even at the moment. So, I've been selling stuff and reinvesting the money in other stuff um, and, and that's nice. That's, yeah. It's nice to be able to, to do that and, and be able to pick up certain items without having to go through, you know, significant expense. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, like on the flip side of that, like I had a major car uh, repair that had to happen this month and mm. I was able to, like – pay for the whole thing with uh selling my masters of the universe stuff yeah um, yep, yep. you know and it's just kind of nice to like you know when we moved into our house i sold some stuff and paid for all our fencing and things and it's nice to kind of uh definitely um actually i had a really funny conversation with uh mrs scotty this week because obviously i've been doing a lot of packing up of stuff as well and she was yeah, like yeah. this um this uh postal service thing you seem to be running is uh, <laughs> starting to get on my nerves a bit. And then I said, um, these things right here, this is how much I made on them. And she was like, oh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, carry on. <laughs> uh, can, can I ask you guys, because I did a little bit of selling recently, and one of the things that drove me crazy was getting boxes to ship them out and sell them in. And one, one of the things I found was the Masters of the Universe uh, shipping boxes were brilliant for, uh, you know, a handful of uh, loose figures and that. But how do you guys go sourcing boxes for your shipping? I'm actually really lucky because um, not far from my place, oh, probably about a, I don't know, maybe, you know, only about a five-minute drive, um, they've actually set up a cardboard recycling centre. And it's where, and not far beyond that is one of those kind of industrial suburbs where there's a lot of businesses and so they're forever dumping boxes. So um, I often pull up there and, you know, I might be the third car in line and there'll be all these people chucking all this cardboard in there and whereas I'm hanging over the edge ferreting around <laughs> pulling the boxes out. <laughs> Just chucking right uh, in my... Um... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Actually, and, you know, you, you start to look pretty creepy because you start to actually watch what people are taking out of their cars because, you know, oh, if I can intercept... <laughs> before you turf it in there and um yeah well that's right and every now and then i come home and uh, i'll open the back of the the car and i'll take out about sort of 10 different boxes and uh, (laughs) mrs shake just looks at me and she's like and we need these because it's like hey you know i'm moving stuff and i need boxes but i did actually get um a, a big surprise the other day because i sold a bowen statue and i thought oh you know that's it's not a big one the box is pretty reasonable so i'll go and just have a look in the recycling and i went down there and they'd emptied it <gasps> no. And there, I, I must have missed the 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 box emptying people by about four minutes because there was not a shred of cardboard left in there. And this thing is normally two meters deep and about wow. you know fifteen meters long, full of cardboard, assorted cardboard. There was nothing. And so I actually waited until the next day, had to apologize to the fellow because I said I'd get it out that day. But um, I went back the next day, and sure enough, that was already you know a third full. So that's how I get mine. I just I go and you know and and I 
I, I go down there usually with a purpose to get a box for something specific. But then what I'll also do is while I'm ferreting around, I'll, I'll see other boxes and think, oh, that'd fit a, you know, a, a, a carded Masters of the Universe or that'd fit a Marvel Legends. And so I'll grab it while I'm there. I love the idea of you being the myth in the neighbourhood kids that, uh, you know, the cardboard-eating man who <laughs> right. that is taking See, I, I, the whole time that Ben was talking, I was hearing the Sanford and Son theme in the background. Like, I Officeworks sells a good range of boxes and when you buy a certain number you get you get them at, at, like at a bulk price discount but with um statues and things in boxes i have actually perfected a uh packing um that doesn't require a box but just some bubble wrap and some butcher's paper and and tape and mm-hmm. it is because they're already in a box, so you just need to kind of provide it with a bit of cushion and then quite a bit of duct tape. And uh, I always finish off mine with the just one little strip of the um, fragile tape um, yeah. that, you know, I think probably actually invites uh, the Postal Service to be rougher with it, but, <laughs> you know, it makes the um, seller feel like, oh, wow, they really cared. And, I mean, the yeah. buyer, sorry. And, uh, and I've had lots of really nice uh feedback about that and that is you know cheap because obviously you don't want to i mean i remember the bad old days of ebay where people would be like oh you know it's six dollars for packing materials and all that kind yeah, of crap yeah. and handling and, fee yeah oh god <laughs> anyway well before we turn into the pornographic wallpaper and uh secondhand shop podcast i reckon we should move on and do some toy news the unmen are back for revenge and they want Swamp Thing! Weed Killer's poisoning Swamp Thing's home! Who can save it? Swamp Thing! Nobody poisons the swamp trap! I live here! It's feeding time for my Venus flytrap! Ah! It won't stop me! Is this the ah! end of Swamp Thing? No! My mighty bog rover will put an end to you! Fire! Swamp Thing, oh! guardian of the earth! Swamp Trap playset, bog rover and figures sold separately. We have a subreddit at afbpodcast.reddit.com where you can add to the news that we cover in Articulated News. And I have the top news stories according to um, our little group at Reddit. Uh, even if you don't want to post news there, you can vote up and down the stories that you are interested in, which helps us to organize the news. And uh, every week we that we get some things there that we've already picked up, but we also pick up some news items that we wouldn't cover otherwise. So it's much appreciated. Um, our top news story, according to our Redditors, this week is news from uh, Hot Toys that they are doing Batman Returns, Batman and Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton. I need this. I need to have it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Did he have a perm in the film? I yeah. don't care. It's so good. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, we've established that. Next. <laughs> he, he had that 90s curl going. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. There's it's... not enough hands for this. <laughs> we, need more, we need more hands. How many hands exactly, Ben? Uh, well, I mean, Let's see. I that's all of them. One, it's like 18 nine, or something? No, nine pieces. Oh, no. of 17. Uh, it says, only says nine here. No, oh, sorry, if you, you count the Bruce hands. 
Yeah, nine for Batman, eight for uh, for Bruce. So oh wow! Yeah, missing his flipping off the bad guy's hand. <laughs> yeah, probably a bit excessive for the Bruce hands. I mean, I I think all those hands are excessive, but anyway. Um, but what I'm loving about this is that uh, when you get the set together, obviously the the Bruce head can go on the Batman body, um, mm-hmm. and there's some other, uh, you know, there's some other accessories as well. Uh, like a broken cowl, etc., and uh, this just looks extremely cool. And I will have this. Thank you. Detachable faces. Mm. Yeah, I only own one hot toy at the moment, and this very much might be my second one. The Batman Returns was a one of those films I had as a kid on VHS that I just watched over and over and over and over again, um, <laughs> even though it wasn't really suitable for a six-year-old, <laughs> um, as the McDonald's mum said. But, uh, yeah, so this film's drilled into me, and when I saw that you could do the Michael Keaton head on the bat suit where he tears it off at the end of the film, I was just um, sold. <laughs> Spo- spoilers, old spoilers. Yeah, um, spoilers. yeah. <laughs> very good. We've seen the film. You, well, you know, there's people out there that mightn't. Um, oh, yeah, this is very this is very kitted out, isn't it? There's oh, tons yeah. of stuff. In, in addition to all the, the the bits that you mentioned, you know, the, the numerous hands, his gadgets like his grapple gun and the removable face plates. It's even got a, a light up LED base. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And I'm loving this new Hot Toys doing two figures, you know, yes. sort of two interconnected ones coming together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they've uh, just nailed the Keaton chin, you know, like, yeah. and mouth. And, uh, you know, uh, anyway, this is great. Look forward to it. All good. Our next most popular news story at Reddit this week was, uh, oh, uh, apologies, that Hot Toys news was submitted at Reddit by J-Rod HG. I don't know if he has a regular definition cousin or a little brother, um, but this is the high definition version of J-Rod, just to clarify. Um, the next uh, most popular bit of news was submitted by Silbert, who is a regular over at Reddit. Thank you, Silbert. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing your Reddit name right. If it's Kilbert, I apologize, uh, but then you're also spelling it wrong. Um, this is uh, Walking Dead news. This is McFarlane, Walking Dead, Morgan with Walker and Trap deluxe box set. It looks very deluxe It looks very deluxe. So we have uh, a blood-spattered Survivor edition of Morgan Jones. Uh, and there there is a Morgan single coming out in the uh, latest TV series wave. Um, a Walker spike trap with... Uh, removable female walker that can be impaled onto the spikes in that uh, episode um, from season three and all other sorts of crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Is, is the walker exclusive to the set or is the walker coming out uh, singly as well? I don't think so. I think that's exclusive to the set. So if you want yeah. the the trap and the spiked walker, um, all good. I mean, I love I, it. This isn't, you know, something I'd be likely to pick up, but I, uh, love that they're doing this sort of stuff because if I was really into collecting these things like that walker on the trap are just great sort of diorama pieces to display this stuff. Yeah. 33 bucks is not bad. That's not, not a bad price at all. Very good. Hmm. Um, the next one, now this is not news in the sense that we already knew this was coming, but we now have got the up for pre-order and final picks of 
the uh, Spider-Man Marvel Comics variant, Play Arts Kai, um, from Square Enix. Uh, so this, hmm. No, not, not for me. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, not for me. It's not different far enough removed from actual Spider-Man to really work. Like, um, you know, I, I'm collecting the DC versions of these and they are very recognizable as the character, but then they have some real kind of anime manga elements to them that take it to the next level. And I think probably Spider-Man is a hard one to do. Um, but so he just kind of looks like a jacked up Spider-Man. He looks very manga Spider-Man. There's just, uh, it's a very, very, very busy costume. There's, there's so much much. extra styling and panels and, and, and almost looks semi armored as well. It's, um, highly stylized. I'm very impressed with the articulation. They've got some really nifty poses in the uh, promo shots. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, at 120 bucks. No, no way. He reminds me a lot of, uh, do you guys remember the horrible Spider-Man cartoon, Spider-Man Unlimited, of the late 90s? Oh, yeah, vaguely, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, a horrible attempt to cash in on uh, the Batman Beyond uh, period, and it was this horrible Spider-Man in a new costume and, um, yeah, in living in a future world, and it was not very good, and, yeah, it kind of has reminiscence of that. Yeah, they one of the things that I've noticed in these promos that I'm really interested in is this is it can come with all sort of pieces to recreate all kinds of spidey like action poses, including his signature upside down dangling pose. And I would love to know how they're gonna accomplish that. Yeah. You probably mm-hmm. still need like it'll probably be on a stand. You know, like so I, I don't think it's actually gonna be able to dangle it's it's gonna be you know, dangling with a stand around his waist, surely. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, not for me. Um, uh, something else that uh, probably is not for me as well, um, just for budgetary reasons, if nothing else. This is also submitted by Silbert at Reddit. This is uh, from a company called Beast Kingdom, and this is the Avengers Age of Ultron uh, Hulk one-to-one scale life-size statue. This is... <laughs> Eight and a quarter feet tall. And he's bending over, too. Yeah, like yeah, he's hunched. That's right, he's hunched. Uh, for pre-order currently at the bargain price of $14,999.99. Well, I was going to say, if it was fifteen grand or over, you could count me out. Yep. Um, this product is very heavy, nearly 800 pounds, and requires intensive assembly, i.e. a lift. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be delivered by less than truckload freight. Gosh. So, Eddie, is this going to be on your Christmas list? No, I don't know. You couldn't even get this in my house. <laughs> no I've got no backyard or anything like that, so the neighbours wouldn't be too happy. Yeah. And has, has the Hulk been over eight feet? I, d- I don't know if that's an oh, exact. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I'm your man. This is dangerous I territory. Am your man. <laughs> Someone got banned from somewhere this week for having this discussion. <laughs> I don't think it was even a discussion. I simply p- provided a link to the wiki, and it was how um, dare you? Unex- I know, I know. How double dare Look, you? I think I think it's great that there are actually companies out there doing stuff like this because, yeah, like sure, this is out for for us guys. It's not the sort of thing that we'd put in our house unless we sold our cars, but um, and our children. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's right. But this is the sort of thing that you, um, you know, you might stick in the foyer of a cinema. This is something that if you have a really sort of um, upscale comic shop, you know, I can think of, you know, a couple like in Sydney, et cetera, um, that, you know, would make a great centrepiece in your shop. Um, and, and I've been to comic shops that actually have life-size figures. I went to one in, in Anaheim and they had a life-size Thor amongst others and, and things like that. So, you know, there is some market. And I don't, I'd imagine that, um, you know, they would be producing these in any great numbers. But I'm pretty sure this company has also done Hulkbuster. So wow. Yeah, and, um, and the Hulkbuster is considerably more expensive as well. I bet. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, there's obviously a market for this. And, and as you said, I'm sure that this is a very limited thing. Um, but more power to them. If they can do it mm-hmm. and pull it off and sell it and people enjoy it, uh, good for them. That's right. <laughs> it does look good, though. And my last bit of news, which is also the last bit of top news from Reddit, is that we're obviously starting to get news about uh, exclusives for San Diego Comic Con, and this is one from Mezco from the Mortal Kombat line, and this is the... Uh, Mortal Kombat X Sub Zero Ice Clone. Um, I, I, this is I have no idea what this is. <laughs> it's okay. clear. Yeah, yep. yes, it, it is. is. Yep. And what? Just, just think, Ice Man, and he has the ability to make copies of himself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Cool. So this is—is is this so, a six-inch action figure or? Yep. Yep. This is Got a it. new um new line coming out from Mezco. And this would, in in theory, be an army builder. Of course. Oh, there you go. Well, you'll have to buy it then, Ben. I will. I will. Hundreds of them. Feeling the compulsion already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there are people out there who love translucent figures. Um, so even if you weren't a fan of this property, there would be people here that would people that would want this toy because it's translucent. Um, mm. I am not among them, but there you go. So good on I like you. it. Yeah, like good it. on your Mezco, good on your Mortal Kombat, and uh, go clear people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So just you know, a uh, um, strike uh, for the rights of the translucent people everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to shut up now, and I am going to hand over to Eddie, who hopefully will have a smoother ride through the news than I did. Ah, oh, thank you, Scott. Uh, my first piece of news is also video game related. So this is uh, the Batman Arkham Asylum premium format figure uh, from Sideshow. So we talked about the Joker on a previous episode, but this one we're finally getting the caped crusader himself in all his glory. And uh, I, I'm not a statue guy. I don't own any premium formats, but uh, once again, like the Michael Keaton one, this might be my first. I am a big fan of the Arkham series Batman, and uh, this definitely showcases him in all his glory. I like it. I like it. I don't mind his costume. I'm I still not a big fan of the um, visible eyes. I think he should always have lenses. I think we mentioned this um, last week, but I, I think they've done this. Um, I actually quite like the base. Like I think they've done – it's very stylish without being over the top, and that's that's quite nice because I think Sideshow have failed on a couple of their bases recently. Yeah. But, you know, it's also 470 bucks too, so. And it looks like it's a pleather cape. Um, mm which I actually don't 
I don't mind. I think that the, I, I love the idea of the, um, premium format, like regular Batman cape, but it is among a heavy monstrosity. It um, is, so, yeah. you know, it's good to see them doing something different. Um, I just, stylistically, it's the neck that kills this for me. It looks like a, it's got a bit of roiding, bat roids <laughs> happening. See, I, uh, I, I like the neck, uh, cape because that's that's very much how it is in the video game so it might style wise it might not be the choice but it, it does actually capture the game so um, you, li- you like your batman with a bit of performance enhancing drugs thrown in that's what you're saying yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm a frank miller reader i like my big beefy eating a lot of pies batman <laughs> <laughs> well there you that's go a, you win. A, i noticed it's another one of those um exclusive swap out right hand so you know keeping in uh with the other Batman premium format statues, the exclusive is a swap out right hand. <coughs> Yay. So. And it's another one you can do a nice blue one with yellow oval uh, variants in a few weeks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah. And the thing is, you know, the first thing I do after I look at the price is have a bit of a, a look at the expected ship date, which is, you know, June to August 2016. But these days are sideshow and that's, you know, not worth much. So that'll probably be out January 2017. Uh, yeah, for sure. So. Cool. Something else, Eddie. And speaking of easily swapped out parts and San Diego exclusive, we do have the 2015 San Diego Mattel exclusive starting to be announced. Uh, first off the bat, uh, for those looking to complete their Ghostbusters courtroom scene is an Egon from the Ghostbusters line. Uh, so he's uh, using uh, the suit buck that uh, the two other courtroom Ghostbusters, uh, Ray and Peter, came with, and they put a uh, Venkman head on him. And he also comes uh, with a new Ghostbusting tool. I think that's the Goop Collector. Uh, I don't know the specific Ghostbuster term for that, but it looks like the one thing. <laughs> uh, collect the goop uh, in the second film. With And the other reveal we had uh, two of my favourites that I've been waiting for in the Masters of the Universe line, and it's the Twistoids. Uh, so we have Rotar and Twistoid. Uh, they're two favourite characters of mine from the Masters of the Universe. So they're the ones uh, they uh, like the spinning top dreidel type characters. Uh, so, And what they've done for the Masters of the Universe Classics is given them swap out lower halves. So you can have them with legs or you can have them with the little nubs to spin on. Nubs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my term for... Yeah. This news is kind of interesting because I thought that the Ghostbusters figure line had gone to Diamond because uh, I was starting to release some Ghostbuster figures, so it seems Mattel still managed to hold, hold on to rights as well for creating Ghostbuster figures. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good on them. It's where the collector is king. Yeah. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, and also, it wouldn't be news without some news from our good friends at Funko, and uh, it's, I don't think anyone's surprised to see they're continuing on with their Marvel Cinematic Universe pop vinyl line. Uh, and this time we're getting looks at the Ant-Man movies. So we have Ant-Man, 
uh, in his Paul Rudd design, and we have Yellow Jacket in his uh, Corey Stroll uh, design there. So they are looking very much uh, like the ones we've seen in the trailers. And I, I kind of like these guys. They seem to have the clear glasses mm. over the eyes, which give them a kind of cool yep. look. Yeah, I don't Jeez, these wouldn't have been cheap to produce, would they? There is a no. lot of tooling in both those figures. There is. I mean, the, those uh, little um, helmets and, like you said, the translucent, the goggles, I guess, um, yellow jacket mm. in particular, um, mm. is uh, pretty creepy looking. Do you think that that will actually be uh, a helmet with a clear lens and you can see the eye behind it or will it just be some sort of a, you know, a sticker on the helmet or... Uh, like yeah. a, have you seen anything similar to indicate as to how they're probably going to do this? Well, look, looking at it in the picture, it it looks like a bit of a photoshopped one. It's not a real sculpted mm. head, so yeah, it could go either way on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it it to me it looks like a goggly thing, not a sticker, but yeah. who knows? Hmm. No, they look good. I like them. And speaking. Um, of comic book to live action adaptation. We do also have the DC Collectibles Arrow TV Series 7 inch Laurel Lance as Black Canary figure uh, has been revealed this week. So it's the second Black Canary we've gotten in this line. Uh, mm. different, or I should say, spoiler too, um, if you're uh, <laughs> not caught up on season three of Arrow. Um, but yeah, we, so we have the new Black Canary, uh, here who, um, I, I've gotten every figure in this line, uh, so far and I think it's a fantastic figure and the likeness does seem there in the head, but I'm just not a big fan of the character. So it's, I, I think I would have preferred, um, some of the other characters from the show over this. Mm. It's a very nice sculpt. There's a lot of work that's gone into that figure. The jacket's fantastic. The sculpt. Yeah. Really bright in the way, sort of the quaff curves in and all that. But yeah, yeah, all the bondage straps, etc. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Well, that's uh, my last bit of news, Ben. What have you got for us? Well, for those of you who saved up all your coins for the uh, the, the the 3A Titanfall uh, figure that came out um, a few months ago, that huge monstrosity that came with a fully articulated six-inch pilot, um, you'll be thrilled to know that you need to start saving all your coins again because we have the second release from 3A, and this time it is a 20-inch Titanfall IMC Strider with six-inch pilot figure. So uh, based on the PlayStation 4 video game, um, this thing is friggin' phenomenal. I was really impressed with the first one and almost pulled the trigger. Uh, I'm probably glad I didn't, um, simply because if I had have known that it was going to be a, a series, I definitely wouldn't have because I have that compulsion to sort of get everything. But um, yeah, this is like compulsion. another... Oh, I have. And, well, I mean, look, that... That six-inch articulated figure is just insane on its own. The level of detail that they've gotten into a six-inch action figure—it's—it's um, it's actually got me a bit, you know, perplexed as to why they haven't actually gone more into to that sort of thing. Because if if this is how they can produce a six-inch figure to go with something like this, 
Um, I mean, I, I've never seen a six-inch figure with that level of detail. It's just amazing. And uh, the fact that it actually fits in a, a huge mech, it's, um, apparently there's more than 100 articulation points, um, real pistons that actually control the movement in the waist, so detachable ammo drum, fully operable hatch. And I think last time with the previous mech, there was actually a... Um, there was actually an exclusive on their website that came with extra stuff. So it might be worth actually checking that out just if you are one of those people who likes the uh, exclusive version. So this thing runs on batteries. So there's all sorts of good stuff happening here, but it would want to because it's over 400 bucks. So, you know, I mean, I can see this being something that could appeal to people that weren't necessarily big toy collectors, but, but just like, you know, a really big fan of the, game who might have have this or or, you know one or two kind of you know centerpiece items to a a small collection um because they are they're amazing yeah just sitting on the top of your you know your speakers of your surround sound system or something like that so um yeah it's pretty amazing i think i prefer the the first figure they released um compared but it'll be interesting to see how much um sort of legs there is in this line to see if they end up doing you know three four five six different versions so could be very expensive if you're a fan so but from the expensive to the cheap um hasbro have uh, released some shots um they're up for pre-order now of their marvel classic micro figures a series (coughs) one um and if you're trying to work out what they are these are those itty bitty little things that come in the sealed (laughs) packet yeah uh, what are they they're about two inches tall generally um they're those really cheap little plastic toys that uh, you know get in the sealed packs. I think they're a couple of bucks each, and generally they reuse the same mold four or five times. So you know this wave seems to have. Um, I think it's Spider-Man, Green Goblin, Thor, Iron Man, Cap, Venom, Hulk, uh, Ghost Rider. I think there's an Ultron in there. There's a Punisher. Uh, and so what they do is they reuse that same mold over and over again. So there's a black suit Spider-Man. There's a, you know, traditional Spider-Man Venoms and a couple of weird variations. There's even sort of a red translucent Spider-Man. Um, look, I think this is a, a fun thing. And if you're a, a young kid, it'd be fun to pick these up. Um, I think, you know, for me, these things cost about four cents to produce. <laughs> so selling them for, for two bucks each, I think, is a bit rich. Um, given that you also don't know what you're going to get. So, for example, I'd be peeved if I um, if I kept getting that red translucent Spider-Man when all I wanted was a green Hulk. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the sort of thing, if you really are keen, I'd keep an eye on eBay and just, um, you know, just pick the ones you want. So, But you can get these now, uh, either singles, and there's places that are selling them by the case. So you can get a case of 24 for about 50 bucks, and they will be out this month. So... Nice. All right, moving on and uh, talking about similar sorts of things, um, somewhere out of nowhere came that company, Vinyl Sugar, and we've actually reported on a few of their products now, and they have a new series of figures coming out that are called Classic Marvel Dorbs, Dorbs being D-O-R-B-Z, and I'm sure there's a story behind that name. Uh, I don't know it, and I don't actually care enough to find out, but anyway. Uh, I think it's probably just one. meant to be like they're adorable, right? Like they're yeah. adorbs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That sounds good to me. I'll, <laughs> let's run with that. Um, thank you, Arnold, for doing that in the background. Um, 
So anyway, Series 1 is out and about, and these are little stylized figures, um, about three inches tall, and they're so adorable that each one has a cute little grin on their face. In fact, their eyes are closed and they've got a big satisfied smile on their face. Um, very, very stylized. We're looking at classic Iron Man, Magneto, Scarlet Witch, who's not his daughter, uh, Mystique, Beast, Wolverine in his yellow costume, and, of course, we have to have Deadpool. Um, and they've also shown, I think, uh, there's Thor and Ghost Rider. Um, very cute. Uh, Hulk's there too, yeah, coming coming in August. Um, look, I, um, the thing I guess I like about these is they're not blind boxed. Yeah. So you can just go in and for someone like me, I can just grab Thor and, you know, and cap and, and go on my merry way without having to pay 10 bucks for a blind bag figure and, you know, getting my fourth Scarlet Witch or something. <laughs> so, but they're yeah. quite nifty. But to be honest, I start to lose track of all this stuff. There's there's so many companies producing these little sort of stylized things that um, I start to get them all confused. Yeah. I, I do so. quite like the uh, Ghost Rider one seems to have a bit of a sugar skull look to him. Yeah. I, I do like yeah. that design. The one thing about these, I think, is that, you know, for me, they come and go. And, and like, I, if I got attached to one of these, I would really want to universe build it in a sense. And it's a yeah. bit like, you know, Scribble Knots at DC Collegeable seems to be done. And then when you kind of, you know, you get all into it and then you've got kind of five sets of these sitting there and no more are coming. And you yeah. think, oh, great. Well, I've got one Metal Man and one yeah, Teen yeah. Titan. And what is this now? Like, yeah. um, and, uh, it makes me, but I, I look, like you said, I like the fact that these aren't blind ba- blind boxed or blind bagged because then if you have a pet character that you really like, you can get that without having to really delve into any form of collecting the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no mention of price um, here, but I imagine they'd be sort of that um, ten, maybe fifteen bucks. So, hmm. All right, and moving on, and uh, we talked about 3.0, and now we'll talk about 3.A's, which is Ashley Wood's company. Um, Eli reviewed their Iron Man not that long ago, and I believe Doctor Doom is on the way. Um, They have announced they are doing Ultron, and um, what's really cool about this is it's got the sort of that 3A stylistic feel to it. It actually does do some, you know, some very sort of stylized work, as we saw with the Iron Man. Um, but the Ultron is actually pretty darn close to being classic, and therefore they've called it Ultron Classic Edition. Huh. Um, and we're actually getting this in one six scale, and there are three versions. There is a classic edition, which is sort of have he looks sort of very um, adamantium-y, um, any sort of chrome feel. Then there's the shadow edition, which is sort of a, a matte black, and then there's the ghost edition, which is uh, a matte white. And uh, I actually think that classic in the the chrome looks fantastic. Yeah. At least it's – if he had it looked like this in the movie, I would have been very happy. So I really like the fact that it's got that classic Ultron head with that grinning mouth. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I mean, this is the kind of thing that lends itself quite well to um, uh, a slightly stylized form that still looks enough like the character that, you know, it's like the the Doctor Doom – um, mm. Yeah, they've done as well. It's yeah, it's a little bit different, um, but it is still very much Doom. And uh, this is the same. I quite like that silver one, the cl- the classic yeah. one. I really like. Yeah, so yeah, thirteen inches tall, fully posable, articulated fingers. 
Uh, you get, uh, and it's uh, LED, illuminated eyes, mouth, chest, and back thrusters. Oh, if you're going to have back thrusters, then they better be illuminated. <laughs> so. All right. And my last bit of news is uh, NECA. I'm always happy to uh, report on stuff that NECA's doing. And they are releasing a 30th anniversary Commando John Matrix figure. So this is, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing his thing. Um, and he's off to uh, create all sorts of havoc in that film. I, I love this film. I just you know, you just can't watch it enough times. It's so cheesy and classic. Um, so this is a, a seven-inch scale action figure, twenty-two bucks. Be out in August, twenty fifteen. So this is um, John Matrix as he is towards the end of the film. So he's got his uh, his camo on and his uh, his vest, and he's fully kitted out. Um, one thing I'm actually very impressed with is all the weapons are screen accurate. So everything that he comes with, he comes with that kind of um, that sort of uh, Chinese assault rifle, the M60, the, um, the the quad shot grenade launcher, et cetera, et cetera, and that's all stuff that he actually used in the movie. So it's very, very accurate, uh, which is typical of NECA. I mean, you wouldn't expect much less from those guys. So it comes packaged in a deluxe 30th anniversary window box. So very. Yeah. Can I? I'm going to throw out one request to uh, Randy from NECA because I'm sure he listens to this podcast intently. Uh, if, he has been a guest on this podcast. Yeah, I know. That, that, that's why I uh, assume he listens every week and uh, takes our advice uh, quite seriously, uh, which is why if you're going to call this the ultimate John Matrix, I think he also needs some lawn blower blades thrown in there. Uh, just <laughs> come out so that that's my one request and if if it happens i'm taking credit for it oh yes you want the circular saw blades yeah. <laughs> you don't want him a log to put on his uh, on his shoulder or a um a youthful um, Alyssa milano to carry in his arm with a little baby doe to feed ice cream that, that's the next figure that's there uh, <laughs> i'd like to get a few out the so. super ultimate yeah, yeah. feeding baby oh, ice great. cream figure <laughs> Great film. And that's my news. Very good. And that that's was submitted news. at Reddit by Tim Tam Tommy 2. Thank you, Tim Tam Tommy 2. And thank you, all of our uh, contributors at Reddit. Please have a look, apodcasts.reddit.com. And uh, we would love you to contribute, to vote on things so that we know the things that are most important that we cover each week. Uh, that is the news. We will take a break and we'll be right back in a moment with the next installment of everyone's favorite podcast game, Name That. Hey there again, gang. This is John. I'm back with another installment of Name That. When last I left you, we heard this sound. He's got a real cool haircut and a mean, mean look in his eyes. He's got arms that move and this And I'm guessing you guys probably all got this one, but Hellbot beat everybody to it, and he said he pities the fool that didn't get it, because this is, of course, a Mr. T action figure. And, uh... You know, who wouldn't want a Mr. T action figure? Um, this was odd. This was one that wasn't from the A-Team. It was actually just branded as a Mr. T figure. So um, we will move on to a new sound, and we're going to put that new sound right here. Boom! Imagine the Great Silver Cup 
And their mission is to break through the fortress and recapture the cup. You can send... And as always, we'll play it again. Move! Imagine the great silver cup. And their mission is to break through the fortress and recapture the cup. You can send... And you guys know the drill. If you think you know what it is, you come on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com. And you make your guess there. If you get a guess right, you get a point. You get a point, and you'll get something cool like um, AFB uh, napkins. I think that's what, what this month is. Um, anyway, if you'd rather play a picture version, which is a lot easier, according to some people, come on over to TVandFilmToys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Until next time, this is John saying, peace out. We have three choice of the week for this episode, and Ben has our first review, so over to you, Ben. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I have been having a, a grand old time, as I mentioned earlier, in uh, selling and buying, and I have been selling... Toys. Please say toys. We've had this discussion last week as well. Okay. Well, not drugs or prostitutes or anything. or myself. Yeah, yeah. Run, okay, running at a tax loss. <laughs> um, so yeah, what I have actually been doing is I sold some stuff and made a whole bunch of money and decided that I would get my Captain America premium format statue. And before that, most of my sideshow premium format statues uh, have all been X Men related or non. Um, non-Marvel related, such as the DC, Hellboy, Red Sonja, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what that meant for me is that I had not actively collected um, the Avengers. And uh, I regretted that. So I've now been looking to try and pick some of those up. And uh, this week I'm talking about the Hawkeye premium format statue from Sideshow Collectibles. Now, this guy actually came out some time ago, back uh, nearly two years ago, in fact, and I actually can remember us talking about the solicitation. And I think at the time, Scotty, neither you or I were blown away by, by this. We each had our respective sort of comments as to why we didn't think it was working. Uh, I haven't actually revisited that to see what I, I said, so I'm probably going to contradict myself. But uh, anyway, um, one of the things I have been doing is really um, – taking a look at the pieces that I missed and, and getting a bit of an idea of what they're going for on the secondary market and things like that. And I've been looking at Hawkeye over and over and over again, looking at him on the Sideshow website. Um, and as the, I've, I've been reading comics a long, long, long time, and Hawkeye was never one of those characters that really appealed to me that much because um, if you've actually read a lot of the early stuff that he was in, um, particularly when he joins the Avengers, um, he was always a bit of a douchebag. Um, you know, if you read the early Avengers, um, you know, written by Stanley and, and drawn by Don Heck, um, you know, he really is uh, a bit of a jerk. And mm. I think that that characterization stayed around for a long time. 
you know, whenever he's interacting with the Avengers, there's always these thought balloons that, um, you know, he's always thinking, you know, when I become the leader of the Avengers and he's always challenging Captain America on everything and Cap's always having to put him in his place. And, hey, I can remember when the US agent beat the crap out of him in West Coast Avengers and I thought that was great. But um, on the flip side, I think the character has really come into his own in the last decade. Uh, I think in particular some of those um, those ongoing series he's had by people like Matt Fraction, they've really turned the character into someone who's, um, I think, quite a valuable asset for Marvel and, and I think uh, they've done quite a good job. So um, I've certainly come to like the character in probably the last decade, uh, a lot more than I did before that. And so I've been checking out this statue, checking out this statue, and I finally managed to find one for a decent price. And with my newfound wealth from selling off all my crap, I mean, valuable collectibles, uh-huh. um, I managed to acquire one. And it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. The This is a quarter-scale statue. Uh, it's mixed media, and um, he is solicited at being 20 inches tall, so about 50 centimetres. When he originally came out, he was 350 US. Oh, oh the days of premium format statues being less than 400 bucks. Oh, tis to remember. Anyway, um, one thing you notice about this guy straight away is it's a really awkward box. Um, most of the premium format statue boxes have the same, you know, relative dimensions. You're, you're looking at a, a sort of a fairly normal-sized box. Well, this one is quite unusual. Um, it's it's a couple of feet long. It's a couple of feet high, but it's actually not very deep. So it, it kind of looks like the cardboard box that a suitcase might come in. It's It's very, very narrow. Uh, and, and that's because the statue, the way he's posed, um, he's very sort of long and, and sort of, I guess, on one dimension and quite thin on the other. Um, boxes, nothing really much to mention. Sideshows seem to be very hit and miss with their, what they call the art box. Um, it's basically just a big purple box. Uh, there's not a lot, a lot sort of going on. Um, but it's a split styrofoam box, so in terms of being collector-friendly, all that sort of stuff, yep, 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 it's all very good, everything goes back in, everything's really obvious. Um, in terms of the sculpt, uh, the more I look at this statue, the more I love it. Uh, in person, it is exquisite. It's it's one of the few statues that I have where um, the, the finished product exceeds every expectation. Um, to actually have it sitting in front of you, it, it's really quite dynamic because... Um, you just get more out of it the more you sort of adjust it and turn it. You can sort of view him from – I think it's the kind of statue that you really can pose uh, on several different angles. It doesn't have a very specific uh, display look to it. You can sort of turn it and, and get it everywhere. So this is Hawkeye in action, which I think is really good because um, a lot of the other Avengers statues in the premium format line are fairly generic. Um, and I think that would have failed quite badly with Hawkeye. So this one has him in some action. He's standing on some rubble, which fits in well with the Captain America statue because it's a similar sort of base, Uh, and he's just uh, fired an arrow. Actually, we don't fire an arrow. We loose an arrow, Um, and uh, that said arrow has disappeared, and he's still got his hand in the air as if he's just released it. So this is Hawkeye in one of his very, very early costumes. This is not his original costume. I think this was the variation that came just after that. So he's got that long tab thing that sort of hangs down in, in front of him um and uh, the the sculpt is just beautiful i think the face they've done a really really good job on the face it's a little bit expressionless like he doesn't have much of an expression on his face at all but the eyes and that are very well done as are sort of little sort of t- touches such as the um gloves around his fingers and the sort of that's um 
that scale mail bit that he has around his neck at the top of his costume. So, yeah, the sculpt is actually quite spectacular. The arrows are all well done. Um, some of the, I can't quite tell what some of the materials they've used because his mask, you know, the sort of pointy bits on his mask are slightly flexible, as are the arrows in his quiver. They do actually move. So I, I assume they're not sort of polystone. They're, they're something else. But I haven't actually played too much with them. Uh, in terms of the mixed media, the... Um, purple straps that go down the front of his body, also the one around the belt around his waist, uh, are actually mixed media, so they're that sort of pleather. And then the, the tabard thing that hangs down his front but also hangs down around the back uh, is actually material, and it's got wire in it, so you do actually have some um, some flexibility in terms of how you want to pose that. In terms of getting him out, um, there's quite a few pieces to this guy. Um, you've got the main body... Uh, his head is a separate piece that's held in with magnets. Uh, his left hand holding the bow is a separate piece. Again, that snaps in with a magnet. The quiver on his back is actually a, a completely separate piece, and there's, there's a, a huge kind of, um, I don't know what we actually call it, but it's not just a, there's actually like a, a piece, like a hole in his back, and then there's a piece on the quiver that, that fits into that with a magnet. So there's a little bit to, to get him together, but what's quite interesting is when you actually look at the figure, his left leg is up on a um, an angled piece of rubble. And uh, when you take the angled piece of rubble out, which is separate to the base, it's not held in with a magnet. It just has a peg and it fits into the base. And when you put it in, it's actually quite loose. And you think, oh, you know, this is a bit weird. Is it meant to be this loose? But then when you start to put Hawkeye onto the base, his right foot, which is the lower foot, goes in with a peg, but his left foot actually has a magnet in it. And as you're lowering him in, I wasn't ready for it, and suddenly the magnet in his left foot and the magnet in that sort of um, 45-degree piece of rubble suddenly all snap together, and he's very, very rigid. So it all works really, really well in terms of balance. Um, it doesn't look like it when you look at some of the photos, but this guy has one of the heaviest bases I've ever seen on a premium format statue. Um, the 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 45 degree angled piece is solid as well as the base and this guy is really really heavy so if you're uh, thinking about buying one and you're paying for international freight um be prepared to be hit really really hard because um i, I don't understand that like the base on this is as heavy if not heavier than like the batman premium format statue it, it's a solid piece i think this is um before they started to do some of those semi-hollow bases like they did with batman and um uh, and Superman. So um, in terms of the sculpt, I I'm actually really quite impressed. It's quite dynamic. It, it looks really good, as I said, from the different angles. Um, moving on, I guess, from the sculpt is the paint. And what's really quite impressive is the, the purple that they've used on the mixed media pieces is an exact match for the purple that they've done on the paint on, on sort of his boots and his mask and the quiver and, and that sort of stuff. So that's all really quite um, dynamic in terms of the paint. There's some nice shading in the blue and things like that. In terms of the colour choices and things, everything's absolutely spot on. The flesh tones uh, are great. There's some nice shading. Where the statue is slightly let down is the application, uh, and this is something that is unfortunately just far too common with Sideshow. I thought Hawkeye might have sort of snuck in before Sideshow started to have some of these serious problems, but um, maybe this was sort of the, the beginning of that period. Um, where they've let themselves down is Hawkeye has those strange purple bands around his biceps. 
uh, and things like that. And when they've applied the purple, they just haven't been quite careful enough um, and and there's a little bit of sl- that sort of crossover slop. It's not really obvious. Um, you have to actually sort of look for it. Uh, I go over each statue with a fine-tooth comb just in case there's any sort of um, cracks or anything like that. But I just noticed that, that it's quite common um, where some of those colours meet. Fortunately, the head is probably the best, so where the flesh tone meets the purple on the mask, it's actually really, really good. Um, but it's just disappointing. I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. You know, when I customise, I use the Tamea uh, low-tack tape to mask areas off when I paint a secondary colour, and it works perfectly. I, I just I don't understand with a high-end collectible like this that they have not perfected some technique to actually keep that paint separation so that that was the only real sort of disappointment but again it, it's not hugely sort of obvious um in terms of articulation absolutely none um in terms of posability uh as i said um you know rotating just gives this guy you know even more appeal because you can get um so many sort of cool looks to him however he's an absolute pain in the ass to actually display for me personally because he doesn't fit in my display cabinets. Um, when I looked him up on the Sideshow website, they actually um, list the dimensions as being 20 inches high, um, 8 inches wide and 16 inches long. And I don't quite know what they mean because there is absolutely no dimension on this guy whatsoever that is 8 inches. Um, he is massive. The reason he doesn't fit is because you wouldn't think so, but from the back of the statue where his right foot is on the ground through to the tip of that bit of um, sort of 45-degree rubble where his left foot is, it's actually over 15 inches wide. It's it's massive. It's probably about 16 and a half inches. Um, and so you'd sort of think, oh, well, why don't you just turn that sideways and so that's going from left to right and then it would fit. Well, the problem is if you do that, then you're actually um, – you've got his bow going sideways so you know it might be gangster cool you know like you, you hold your handgun sideways and that's what he's doing with his bow uh his bow is 15 inches long so you've actually got a 15 inch um you know piece going the opposite axis than you do the other way so he's literally 15 inches in one direction and 16 inches in another and and that's huge and unfortunately my um display cabinets are just slightly under 15 inches deep so uh yeah, I'll have to get creative in, in how I position him. So he's a massive, massive statue in terms of display space. Um, what was disappointing about this is the exclusive. This was when um, I think Sideshow were a bit lazy or maybe it was a cost factor uh, and the exclusive was just a print. Um, I've never been impressed with the exclusive prints. Um, any of the prints that I own are still in the boxes. Uh, I've never bothered to do anything with them. Uh, what I think is disappointing is that Sideshow couldn't have had uh, maybe a swap-out bow. Now, he comes with his classic sort of English longbow-styled um, bow, whereas I think a swap-out, you know, with a more modern sort of compound bow could have been a, a pretty cool feature to do a swap-out. So that was a little bit sort of disappointing. Um, but other than that, no other accessories. Um, I am really, really pleased that I picked this up. Uh, I can't believe I, I passed on it because it's um, it's just stunning to see in the flesh. So in terms of a dolly rating, I, I'm, I'm going to take a full point off for the bad paint. I just think that's, that's quite unacceptable. 
Um, a bit disappointed in a lack of a decent exclusive, even though I, uh, you know, I knew that when I bought it. So I'm probably going to drop another half a point off, and I'm going to give this guy eight and a half dollies out of ten. Hmm. I, I remember my uh, issue with it at the time was that I felt like the mask, the the wings of the mask, um, stuck out uh, quite a bit, as opposed to the. A, a more um, mm. just pointing up straight thing in the comics. Um, but I have seen this in person and liked it much more in person than I did from the photos. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think, too, the, the wings on his mask are, are something, again, that is open to artistic license, much like Wolverines. You see them long, you see them short. You know, there's just variations on how people portray them. Um but, um, yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm loving this piece and I'm really, really glad that I picked it up. Yeah, I think think the open mask design that was from the Koipel, uh from the Jeff Johns era of Avengers, it's sort of that I'm getting that vibe off looking at him here. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, there so you go. Very good. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. It's always um, great to uh, hear about things that mightn't be brand new but are still – uh, out there and a possibility to own if you um, are interested. And I think you've given this, um, you know, a pretty good wrap overall. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our first try of the week. We will come back and talk about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Yahoo! It's me, Beetlejuice. So, Adam, check out my great new house, The Vanishing Vault. Scary! Each sold separately. Just lie down inside and say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Even smell. I'm scary. Boom! Now, back to normal. Beetlejuice. Like it? Makes my head spin. Speaking of spins, let's take one of my awesome phantom flyer. A real scare on wheels. Great for on the ground or in the air frights. Pop wheelies. Ah! Give Olsto a lift. Am I the ghost with the most or what? Well, we are all here because we collect, and feeding the addiction is where we tell each other what we've collected. So, Eddie, uh, over to you first. What have you bought or pre-ordered in the last uh, week or so? I've had a uh, few little things come in uh, from some weird directions. Uh, <laughs> one of the first ones I got, I was in a completely different town to meet a friend and decided to pop into the local cash converters there and found on the shelves uh, some alien figures, <laughs> uh, which was interesting. And at, at first I thought they were NECA alien figures. Uh, so I thought, oh, you know, this is a bit all right. I might add them to my NECA aliens and army build. And I got closer to them and I realized that um, uh, I, I didn't recognize uh, the aliens from it. So I sent Ben a message and <laughs> um, we had a bit of a chat back and forth. And eventually I found them through some Google, the, the Play Arts Kai alien figures. Mm. And they were listed in this cash converters for five bucks each. Sweet. Uh, so I picked those up and was quite happy uh, with that little find. I've never um, really played around with Playout Sky before, so it was worth the five bucks just to um, pick them up and uh, check them out. And they're, they're very good. So I was very happy with that bargain um, there just on a Sunday morning. Uh, and what else have I got in? So I also brought. Uh, one of the local discount stores has been getting the Captain America Marvel Legends uh, figures in from last year. Nice. Uh, so I picked up the, quite a few Hydra and AIM agents just to fill out the ranks. 
I picked up good the man, Arkham. Good man. <laughs> yeah. It's starting to fill up the shower. My, I, I do a rule of three with army builders, so I get three. <sighs> Crazy talk. Each in, yeah. That doesn't even count as an army as far as you're nah. concerned, does it, Ben? Nah, it's not even a card game. <laughs> I also picked up the Arkham Knight Batman uh, figure, which is one of those toys I picked up because of one thing, and that's because he has amazing shoulder pads. I don't know what it is about these shoulder pads, but <laughs> they're painted in a weird, shiny way that I can't quite work out how they did it, but it looks fantastic. Another thing that I picked up this week, I was checking out on Amazon after we talked a couple of weeks ago about the Figure Arts Fire Mario, and I thought, oh, you know what, I still haven't picked up the Luigi yet, so let me check out uh, how he's going and what prices he's uh, at. And I was looking at Amazon, and they had a button on the side which I misread as find out his Australian dollar. So I clicked that to work out how much he was going for with the exchange rate, and I'd completely misread the button, and it was actually checkout in Australian dollars. So upon clicking that button... I had purchased the SH Figure Arts Luigi <laughs> and uh, his accessory box set, uh, which luckily Amazon ended up being the cheapest uh, spot for him, and he was on special that day, which I hadn't realised. So I was happy to uh, proceed with the transaction, and uh, he popped out and came out, and he's uh, sitting on my Nintendo shelf at the moment. And I also got in my Mad Max figures, which I'll be talking about in a little bit. So it was, it was a bit of a full week of random purchases. <laughs> it's well, very random. <laughs> it's quite a good haul, though. Yeah. Yeah. Very good job. And, uh, Ben, what about your good self? Well, I uh, picked up some more of the Simpsons Lego the Wave 2. And um, what's fun is when you can find these in your supermarket. Because, um, you know, when you're adding, you know, milk and juice and pasta and whatever else, you can just turf a couple of those in there and, you know, they just get rung up amongst the uh, the weekly groceries. So that's nice. And uh, i got Bartman and Sunday Best Lisa, who comes with, um, what was it, Snowball 5. So uh, that was very cool. And uh, it seems that Millhouse is going to be the, uh, the thorn in my side because I now have three of those. So I'm... <laughs> getting ready to trade with a friend of mine who's only just started picking up Wave 2, so see how we go. Uh, and, of course, I picked up my Sideshow Collectibles Hawkeye, and uh, I just need to give a shout-out to some folks. Um, I bought it from the uh, the comics shop in Liverpool in Sydney, um, but aside from the fact that they're uh, a top bunch of guys, Jason and the team who, um, who run that, um, I really need to give a shout-out to Chris because... Um, the shop is about 300 kilometres away from where I live, so about, you know, a three-hour drive. And uh, when we talked about shipping it down to where I live, um, you know, Jason was commenting about the fragility of um, this statue and the size of the box. And uh, one of his staff was actually um, coming back to a town that's in between where I live and Sydney, and it's only about 45 minutes away from, from where I live. And so he kindly offered to bring it down and um, meet me there, and uh, I did. And uh, I went and picked it up, and so I want to say a big thanks to Chris for going above and beyond in terms of um, service. 
Uh, and not only that, after I picked up the statue and I got it home and set it up the next day, um, he actually sent me a, a follow-up um, text asking me if I was happy with the statue and that everything went well. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Huh. Very good. It's uh, really nice to hear a um, story about people, you know, going above and beyond. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I got some marvelly goodness this week. Um, I have been keeping my eye out for a reasonably priced uh, Marvel Legends three-pack with Radioactive Man, Ms. Marvel, and Captain America, which I totally bought for the Captain America, of course, because I, no, so, I was so worried they were never going to make him. No. Um, yeah, so I was totally prepared to buy two other characters <laughs> just for that. Uh, um, <clears throat> anyway, I... Uh, watched one and forgot to bid on it and then it got relisted and no one else bid on it and eBay's weird, you know, like it's just times where patience uh is uh a virtue, that's for sure. <laughs> so you just be patient. Then you can just get what you want. And uh very nice seller who because um, he was in the States and it wasn't terrible um shipping. Um he, you know, he really worked out how to do it nicely for me and uh yeah i mean they're great it's just great to have radioactive men that's so cool and the ms marvel is definitely a improvement jeez yeah, yeah. over that, the, head, that head sculpt is superb it's lovely yeah i mean you know the the toy biz females were pretty homely no no no, no they weren't <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right they're, they're pretty not pretty um so yeah that you know that's fine um and then i also uh via the um uh good old Facebook by trade sell, um, because I haven't offended anyone, so I can still participate. Um, <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> um, I got the rest of that Marvel, I, I still call it Marvel Universe, but it's Marvel yeah, that one. I- Infinite Series Small People one. Um, and I got the Black Cat and Bishop that are probably the two of the nicest ones in that group with Beast and Sandman, etc. The Bishop's lovely, like really nice detail. So you can tell though, like I was saying last week with Sandman, you can tell when they've got a, um, a wave, you know, which one missed out on the tooling budget or the detail budget. So poor, yeah. poor old Sandman's the runt of the, the litter. <laughs> they gave him to the, the, uh, intern to paint, I think. Mm. <laughs> Very good. Well, if no one has anything else to report, I think it's time to come back with our second toy of the week. Yay. From the Black Hole Collection, it's Vincent. Look, a black hole in space! And Captain Dan Holland. It's the Black Hole action figures, each sold separately. You can pretend the evil Dr. Reinhardt and Maximilian want to force Captain Holland and Vincent into the Black Hole. All clear, Captain. Other Black Hole action figures sold separately. Maximilian, Captain Holland, Vincent, and all Black Hole action figures sold separately by Migo. It's time for our second toy of the week, and Eddie is up at bat, so over to you, Eddie. Okay, so for my toy of the week, I picked up, as I mentioned in Feeding the Addiction, uh, the Mad Max Road Warrior uh, figures. So I kind of broke a golden rule of eBay uh in purchasing them for myself which is don't buy when a movie's getting hyped uh, <laughs> and with mad max fury road coming out later this week uh they were building up but 
I really wanted to get my hands on them. I've been uh, eyeing them off for years. It's one of those eBay searches that I bring out just when I've got nothing to do and I'm just surfing uh, eBay. I checked out and saw what the Mad Max uh, figures were going for. And they've never been crazy expensive, but not the price that I wanted to pay for them. I came across a seller who had the whole set for $35, which was very cheap. And then I saw why they hadn't disappeared, which was he wanted a ridiculous amount for shipping. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was in the three digits for loose figures, uh, which I thought, thought was crazy so I thought I'm going to try my luck here and sent him a message and said uh, hey I'm really interested in the figures Uh, but I noticed a really crazy shipping price here I kind of assume it must be you know eBay's calculation system or something like that Um, and you know it would probably cost around 40 regularly just wanted to check if that was the code and he said, oh, yeah, no, I don't know what's with that shipping price. Uh, so I'll give it to you for $40 uh, uh, on the shipping one. So I picked them up through him. And tonight I'm going to talk about just the main character, though, Max Rodakowski, uh or Mad Max, uh, as he is more commonly known. These figures were done by a lesser-known toy company that's now defunct called Into Toys. Uh, They're probably most famous for doing the Matrix figures from the Mm. first Matrix films. They had two waves of them. They had two waves of these Road Warrior figures. And they also did some figures for a sitcom that lasted one season called Son of the Beach that uh, is more famously remembered uh, for constantly being mentioned in the show My Name is Earl than its actual original run uh, on TV. Yeah. Uh, so these came out in, in the year 2000. Uh, it's a very basic uh, figure. They were released on a blister card. With uh, I, I didn't get the boxes with them with these figures. They came loose, but uh, the blister card from memory was a fairly bad sort of Photoshop job of uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, on an Aussie road and with sort of the steel uh, lettering caps and some uh, photos uh, of the other figures in the line placed on the back that's really not too uh, collector-friendly. Once you opened it, that was pretty much uh, it and uh, they were prone for scraping paint against the front of the packet from some of the ones I have seen in comic store bins over the years their sculpt is quite nice it is a little more stylized than um i thought it would be now finally getting them in hands uh the max one isn't too bad though he seems fairly realistic uh his head's a little bit smaller uh than his body than the actual uh mel gibson proportion though and his face doesn't have the greatest of likenesses to Mel, uh, but you can tell it's uh, Mad Max from uh, the Road Warrior film. It's a um, the paint on it is uh, very nice. It's one of the standout points. So he's uh, mainly a black figure uh, with some uh, skin tones where his flesh is showing, but he's been given a really crazy. Uh, sandy dirt wash, uh, which on 
a lot of figures would probably seem terrible and a little out there, uh, but on these figures actually works quite well with the post-apocalyptic uh, outback desert setting uh, styling, and those films were sort of had a very dusty look to them. So uh, it is an insane, insane amount of wash on them, uh, but it works really well uh, here on these figures. Where it does uh, drop down a little bit, though, is the articulation. So uh, oh, I actually I'd forgotten to mention, so there were two Mad Maxes released in the Road Warrior line. Uh, they were, um, they're not listed as different figures. It's just both are listed as Mad Max, uh, but one has been given a paint job over his eye uh, for battle damage, paint around one of the feet to make it look like it's bandaged, and he has a different arm with a bandage and one extra piece of articulation. And the artic- articulation on them is where the figure actually gets let down a bit. So one figure has five points of articulation, and he's the battle-damaged one. So you've got the two legs move, uh, the left arm moves, and on the battle-damaged one you've got the left arm uh, the right arm moving at the shoulder and he's also got a bicep swivel and on the basic uh, Mad Max figure unbattled damage uh, he's got the same points of articulation minus the bicep swivel so he's only got four points of right. articulation on him <laughs> uh, which was a bit of a disappointment uh, getting them in hands the one that I kind of expected the basic articulation on the limbs uh, but there's no head articulation on him, and mm. he could quite easily have it. There's nothing there restricting it. It's just purely a sculpting choice, not to give him uh, even the just cut neck swivel joint. It's just a solid uh, piece there, and it actually makes the figure look quite odd when you're looking at him from the side. So this was where these figures started to uh, get a little bit let down for me in terms of uh what they come with uh with accessories this is where they really do vary a little bit the basic uh max figure comes with the dog that he has with him at the start of the movie just called dog a pair of binoculars and his trusty sawn off shotgun and the battle damaged one uh comes again with his sawn off shotgun but he also comes with an extra figure, which is the wild child, uh, who also has his own accessory of the steel boomerang that oh, he throws. Cool. And the wild child actually has four points of articulation uh, on him. So he's got uh, two arm joints and two leg joints. Once again, his head doesn't move. So Max's accessory actually has just as much articulation points as he does <laughs> uh, himself. Uh, so I am quite happy to finally have these in hand and have them in my collection, uh, but there has been some disappointments with them. Uh, now it's finally that after years of looking at them, I do have them uh, in hand and starting to see them up close. Uh, so in terms of a dolly rating, I'm going to have to go five dollies out of ten uh, mm. for these guys and that, to be honest, might be being generous just for being a bit nostalgic. Uh, I probably wouldn't recommend them to other people looking to buy uh, here. I know with the new film coming out, there might be some interest. Uh, 
And if you were going to, I'd say you'd probably be fine just picking up the Max character and maybe leaving some of the other ones um, be. Uh, so, yeah, it was good to have them, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, now I've got them in hand whether I'd make that same purchase again. Hmm, fair enough. Well, it's a honest and frank review. Justin would be very proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Except they've got all their pieces. Well, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Well, something different. Thank you very much for that, Eddie. Uh, we'll come back in a moment to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Red Card is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And Scott, you've spied something this week. I have. This has actually come out of two separate uh, items that we pulled out of the news this week to complain about here instead. (laughs) Um, So I'll mention what they are first and then talk about why we're complaining about them. So first of all, um, from Sideshow this week, we have got the tease of... Uh, Superman Red Sun premium format figures, um, which are, uh, the Wonder Woman and Superman, uh, premium format figures in the Red Sun gear. And then we also got from, uh, Kurobukiya and Avengers Age of Ultron rampaging Hulk artifacts, um, that, uh, is a repaint of the other Age of Ultron Hulk artifacts that goes with the Hulkbuster, etc. Um and the what I'm red carding here is just this whole let's take high end collectibles and then repaint them and sell them as something else as well theme. Mm-hmm. Because you know for like for a an action figure um to have a, a variant of a twenty dollar figure, etc. Great I totally get it. If it's just a repaint of the original sculpt, etc. But if you know, if you are fanatical enough that you would want a Red Sun Wonder Woman, mm. right? Do you really want it to be a Red Sun variant of the a four hundred dollar uh, repaint of the other four hundred dollar Wonder Woman that you've got? <laughs> you know, it, which is, I mean, this looks like it might have a little bit of a different hair sculpt, etc., with some, you know, evil looking, um, strands across her face, etc. But from, from everything that we can see, this is going to be, you know, probably different base, but, um, and I don't know. It feels lazy. It feels cheap. Um, it feels like a trend that I don't like. No, for me, it, it cheapens the original product. Yeah. Um, to me, this says we are getting maximum value out of the sculpt. We've paid the sculptor for some work, and so we're going to just keep pumping them out. Um, I, I'm i quite surprised they went with Red Sun. I, I thought for Superman they might go for something like Kingdom Come. Um, so, you, you know, you get that darker-coloured um, costume with the different chest emblem, the grey-haired Superman, and, you know, I thought maybe they'd do a different cape or something like that. Um, I mean, Red Sun was fine uh, as a comic. It was one of the better Superman, uh, sorry, one of the better sort of Elseworlds stories. But um, 
you know, this is not something that people have been asking for. And so it really does, to me, cheapen um, the original piece. Uh, I think, you know, I, I do wonder whether the original sculptor, you know, sees any additional funds from this or, or how that works. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a supporter of, of this sort of thing. Um, and, I mean, you know, we, we talked about um, how pop culture shock uh, have, you know, released statues like they're, they're releasing their, their Kotal Khan statue and there's three versions, but all three versions will go up for sale at the same time so people have the opportunity to choose exactly. uh, which one they want, like why Sideshow cannot accept the same sort of model sure. um, and, and put them up at the same time and, and then release them six months apart so if people do want them both, um, you know, they can still, you know, do payment plans and, and they're sure. not paying for two at once. Yep. I mean, I think, you know, there's two, there's two things here. One is the variant thing, like, you know, take the white skin, green skin, poison ivy, where people are probably going to want one or the other. And we've had this discussion before that, you know, you, you wouldn't expect another one to be coming. So you buy the first one and then realize you could have had the one you really wanted. Yeah. Um, and that, that's one issue here. But then the other issue is, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine someone who, like, buying uh, a Red Sun premium format figure who wasn't already uh, collecting this line, you know, cause, yeah. and so if I'm going to spend that amount of money for a, you know, a variant, um, I, you know, I would want it to be a, an original sculpt. Mm. I, you know, want it to make something different so that it doesn't look like, you know, too a, a weird clone version of, bizarro version of the other thing that's sitting there yeah absolutely mm. yeah yeah not a fan thoughts eddie yeah it's it's always a weird one these i i i can appreciate there are some really clever repaints um and reworkings out there uh but these ones that have been coming from sideshow there's just it it does baffle me a bit because even trying to think of it from their perspective it might be we're releasing a statue. It's got this amount of cost in tooling and setup for us, so we need to do a variant um, to recoup some of the cost back. I, I struggle to see that this, um, as Ben was saying, um, it was the best choice to go with um, on some of these to try and make back that money. I, I can't see large numbers of these moving and there still has been some little work done, which would then be extra cost on top of that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those weird choices that no one seemed to ask for yet um, is a lot of money going in to create. But I have to wonder where it could possibly stop because there's still no reason why they couldn't do the Kingdom Come Superman. There's no reason why they couldn't um, do a new head sculpt for Wonder Woman, put a uh, skirt around her waist and, and release, you know, Hippolyta when, as the Golden Age Wonder Woman. Um, mm, I, I don't know. I just think it, it, I just think it devalues the product and yeah. I think that's offensive to collectors. For sure. I think at this, at this price point, that level of reuse is something that we really shouldn't be seeing because they obviously are, uh, I suppose they're smaller runs and so, you know, they, they would obviously would not be making the same number of a Red Sun. They're doing Batman as well. He's just not pictured. You know, they're not going to make the same number of Red Sun Batmans as the, you know, the regular version. Mm. But they're still, their profit margin has to be bigger because there's not all the initial creative um, costs in it. 
and uh and i think particularly when um we, like there's a lot of characters left to be done and you know we're now getting like if you forget the arkham knight um and stick just to the comic versions once this batman comes out so we're up to three batman premium formats yeah already um when we've only got half the justice league um so hmm. two supermans two wonder womans two catwomans two poison ivies the cat the catwoman at least is is a different product like you mm-hmm. know it is like it's significantly different um but yeah so how would um so i'm i'm not the statue bar here but how would you guys feel towards your original purchases if they'd released these and they had been, say, a, a much cheaper cost of like $200 um, each, would you guys feel annoyed that you brought the other one at 400 or um, would that be more agreeable? Uh, no, I mean, I think that that's still, it's the same issue. You know, the, yeah. the, um, the, the, the price point, um, yeah, I mean that would be that would be equally annoying. They would never do that, of course, because they wouldn't make as much money off it. Um, oh yeah, hypothetically. Yeah. yeah. Would, I mean, would, I'm, I'm gonna more likely to pick it up if it was a much reduced cost. I don't, I don't know how you could like this is at this scale. I don't want variants. I'm no. not going to buy more than one premium format Wonder Woman. I'm not interested in either. No, like I don't. I mean, even even Aquaman. Like it would have to be a significantly different. I mean, I can see them, you know, doing kind of uh, regular and then hook hand Aquaman and that sort of thing. And that, but you know, really, that that is a significantly different version. But even then, I would struggle to lay out another, you know, four hundred bucks for another figure at that size because these are huge. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll be very interested. Like we always talk about these and they're solicited a week in advance on next week's show we will have the solicitation and the prices and um you know i'm going to say that something like superman probably is only going to have an addition size of 750 maybe a thousand at the most um and the original one was 399 us and i'm going to go out on a limb and say that this guy is going to be something like you know 470 Hmm. possible so that's that's getting close to a grand if you're Exactly. Well, both. Yeah. Mm. And I, I can't see them doing the Batman or Green Lantern from Red Sun because they would be complete. Real. They are doing Batman. They are doing Batman. Yep. It says the Red Sun premium format figure line will feature Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Mm. So that that could, I, I can't imagine them being a repaint of Batman. That would have to be a whole new premium format, just of Russian Batman. So that's 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 yeah, that's another spot gone as you're saying of the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this trend I mean, we didn't talk as much about the Hulk, but the um of it, the rampaging Hulk, at first I thought, wow, that's just like really, really bad paint. It's not great. Um but he's got um red around his eyes to show that he's possessed by the Scarlet Witch. Spoiler. 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 Uh, spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um so anyway, it's a uh, you know this trend we dislike this trend, and we are red carding this trend. Um, if you're going to do variants of high end collectibles, then do a, a, an original sculpt, please. Yeah. The end. All right. Well, coming up after that well deserved fail is our third and final toy of the week. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the shadow. 
shadow knows. The evil Khan calls on his fiendish friend, Dr. Makino. But Ninja Shadow with blazing eyes has the power to stop them. Makino and Khan take off. Ninja Shadow chases them in his mirage, each sold separately. Will they get away? Who knows? <laughs> the shadow knows. Now you can get a free Shadow Agents ring. It changes. Just like in the movie. Send in two proofs of purchase from any Shadow toys for your free Shadow hologram ring. Wow. The shadow knows. And for our third toy of the week, we have Scott with uh, his Play Arts Kai DC variant Hawkman. Thanks, Eddie. So I have been uh, collecting this line. I've been skipping villains, um, but uh, heroes, and I reviewed on the show, um, I believe, Green Lantern, uh, Batgirl, maybe Supergirl as well, um, but I also have Batman, Wonder Woman, etc. And there's uh, a bit of a gap in my reviews. I've had Superman and Cyborg added to the collection uh, since I last reviewed something from this line, but I've had other things to talk about, um, both great figures. Uh, but Hawkman, I thought, was something pretty special to uh, revisit again. So if you're not familiar um, with the Play Arts Kai DC variant line, um, then don't get confused. Uh, these are not variant versions of something else. Um, these are called the D, this is the DC variant line. That's the name of the line. And yes, we all agree it's confusing. Um, <laughs> refer to previous discussions and previous reviews. Uh, this is, this actually came out at the end of last year. Uh, but it was sitting in my, in a big bad store, big bad store <laughs> or a big bad <laughs> toy store, uh, pile of loot for quite a while. Um, waiting for other things to join it to make the shipping uh, makes sense. Um, so it was a 2015 acquisition for me. The packaging is the uh, pretty standard uh, play arts packaging with the window box with cover. Um, the the trays, there must be like a whole, people must have like a job that is just designing these amazing tray systems <laughs> to store all this stuff because these are quite complicated. Um, there's a back panel um, of these that once you pull it out of the box, you've got a cardboard kind of wrapper around the trays that when you unfold it has instructions. Um, oh, I'll get to that in a moment. Um, and then has the bits of the stand, uh, stuck to it. Then this tray, this has got kind of a two stack tray with the wings in the bottom, then the figure and the accessories with a, cover over it and uh amazing design work you know just in in that alone it must be clever people that do that job yeah. um the wings are were so securely added into their tray that i was terrified i was going to break them trying to get them out um it there was some crinkling of plastic etc involved and i was just waiting to hear a snap but Thankfully, it didn't happen because they are, they're huge, um, but really, really nicely done. But I wouldn't, uh, definitely, you know, it's overall collector friendly in that, um, you, you probably could get all this back together, but I wouldn't really like to have to try and get the wings back into that because it was felt a bit kind of vacuum packed. Um, the, the, the level of detail with these figures is fantastic. Um, we, I touched on this a bit when we were talking about the Spider-Man in the news in the Marvel variant line that they're starting that the, the idea of these is it is a, 
uh, and this is where the variant thing comes from, is that they're taking these characters and then doing a play arts uh, styling on them. Um, and for most of the DC characters, I think it's worked really well, where they're still very recognizable, but then they've got that kind of um, manga, anime feel to them. So Aquaman's got... Oh, man, hello. Hawkman, standing right in front of me, um, has got uh, very recognizable um, costume pieces and color scheme, but all done in that, you know, stylized metallic armor version. The the detail here is really incredible. Um, uh, His headpiece, um, his... uh, Oh, what do you call it? I guess the harness over uh, his chest. Um, everything's sculpted. Nothing's just painted on. Um, and the detail extends to um, what I'm quite certain will have to be the uh, most detailed sculpted nipple of the year. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I mean, this isn't one of those little, like, uh, we'll just put a little bump there and, and call that a nipple. This has got the whole deal. Um, you know, happening with, and, and, and painted, um, like it's, it's kind of distractingly lifelike. Um, so yeah, don't stare at it too long. Um, the, uh, and, and obviously he's cold, um, because it's exposed and you can tell, right? So that's all I'm saying. Um, the, uh, uh <laughs> the veinage, um, on his arms, new, new, add that to the, the podcast terminology list, John, the veinage. Um, there's some definite vein things happening. Um, it's just, you know, it's amazing. Um, the wings are incredible. They have got, so, so the whole thing, once I kind of unpacked it and I thought, I already like this. I like how it looks. This is all for me going to depend on whether or not a, these wings are easy to put on and then B, whether or not he can, stand with them on and the answer to both is yes yay um so the wings are uh that he's got articulated um wing nubs at the back that the wings attach quite easily to um snugly so you know it takes a little bit of effort to put them on but not not tricky at all and then the wings actually have got three articulated elements each and from what i could tell from looking at them they and i might be wrong but they seem interchangeable in that i spent a bit of time trying to work out is there a left wing and a a right wing um but in the end it seemed to me like they could have worked either way just because of the way that they are designed so there's a a base to the to the wing that attaches on and then that has got three different elements attached to it so you can do quite a range of um wing poses that work um i don't like having to use the stands for these because they take up a lot of room Hmm. and uh the at the moment the female characters uh wonder woman and Batgirl really need the stands because they, the way that they've kind of done their, um, uh, anime heels is just nuts. Um, Supergirl can stand just the dudes all stand and Hawkman stands as well. Even it, with the, the wings sort of even, spread out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even with the wings spread out, it's a bit of a, it takes a little bit of work. Um, his, 
uh, torso or no, his hip articulation, um, like it, it definitely is only just strong enough to hold, uh, support the wings. Um, so when I first started trying, um, he kept leaning back and, um, tipping over. You've got to get the legs, uh, kind of a bit, um, uh, in the right position and knees a bit folded, but he's actually got, um, on his boots, he's got some extra kind of hawk like claws and they, so he's, he's actually balances yeah. pretty well. So there's, you can do a fair bit with him, um, in terms of poses. And you can see in my photo album there that I've managed to kind of get a fair bit happening without having to resort to the stand. Obviously, if you wanted to get any kind of flying pose happening, um, and, and I, I haven't taken the stand out. I don't like using them. I cannot comment on the stability of it. I feel like it would be a big ask because the stand appeared to me to be the same as the one that has come with the other ones. Um, so yeah, but you know, you don't actually, you don't need it. This uh, guy comes with some built-in uh, accessories and then some options. So he has got um, a awesome claw uh, attachment to his left wrist, which, um, you know, would actually be a, a really groovy, a very effective uh, disemboweling weapon, I think. Um, but you have to be really careful when you're going to the toilet and stuff. Um, the, and, uh, which does, uh, is removable. Um, he has got then, uh, a, his awesome mace, obviously, and then another kind of axe type thing and, uh, and a sword. He has a, um, a holster for it on his left, uh, hip. I have looked everywhere for a picture of what actually is meant to go there and I cannot find it. Mm. And there's no, so the instructions are really more about putting, putting the wings on and putting the base together, but not about that. And that, that's the kind of thing that, um, somebody obviously just kind of got missed in the process of, Hey, we better explain how, what goes there. So mm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe nothing's meant to go on the holster. Maybe it's just there for kind of a fit, but it just looks like, like, why is it there if it doesn't hold something, but I can't work it out. So yeah. write in listeners and let us know. Let me know what I'm meant to be doing with that. Um, the, uh, he comes with two extra sets of hands. So we've got fists and then holding hands and then kind of outstretched fingers, hands, very effective. And the hands are really easy to pop on and off just one set of pegs. Um, but they're big enough that, you know, that's pretty manageable. Um, the, again, the detail with this is just, uh, phenomenal issues. Um, paint wise, all the metallic stuff is amazing. Um, the, there's such a depth to the gold of his wings with some, a bit of a, a, a darker gold, uh, highlight, etc. The green elements are real and, and red on his, uh, uniform are really nicely done. There's some texture there as well. Um, the flesh tone of which there is a lot is a little bit pink. He looks a little bit like a, uh, a freshly newborn baby. Um, and, uh, it's a tiny bit, yeah, a little bit distracting. Um, the, there's one 
issue for me in the construction of this, and this is actually in his neck. So he's got a a very strange um, design of the way that his neck attaches to his chest. The neck is a separate piece kind of sitting around the peg, and the there's a flap um, that can I kind of tucks in to the chest, but I don't know, maybe if it just makes his head look a bit small. Mm. And also if you, when you pose his head back, the flap kind of comes out and makes it look like a head on a stick um, that is removed from the chest. It's a really awkward looking thing. So every time you rotate the head or do anything, the little edge of the neck flap pops out and you've got to then readjust again. And I, I don't know what they could have done with that to make that uh, nicer to look at and easier to manage, but this is not it. Um, minor complaint, really, because there's lots of ways to pose him without um, without that, but I don't know. I feel like his, his uh, torso, uh, his pecs are quite big, and then the head is, I don't know if his neck's a bit, too long or the head's a little bit too small, but he looks a little bit pinheaded. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but really that is my only complaint. This is amazing. Um, this is such a great little centerpiece to the, to the display and the fact that he, um, can stand with those wings extended is, I, I mean, yet to be seen how, whether or not, you know, over a longer period of time that, that will, that will remain the case. Um, but for right now, like he's beautiful. Um, I'm going to take a point off, uh, for check a half point off for the neck flap thing, half point up for slightly, I think the wrong, uh, flesh tone choice. And I'm going to give him a solid nine. Sweet. Very nice. Hmm. I really, really like it. Eight of those points is just for the nipple, though. Is sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, for sure. That the the highly detailed nipple is yeah, amazing. Um, I, often in these lines, you know, being su- uh, such a DC fan, and you know, off ready to jump on to any line of the kind of mainstream DC characters that comes out, it's great to get to characters like Hawkman because often he's one that gets left out because he's too hard. Etc. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, the DC direct 13 inch figures, um, kind of stopped around the Hawkman red tornado, mm. etc. Um, I don't know how much more life this line's got in it. We haven't seen a new solicitation for a little while, which is a bit of worry. Um, but I've really enjoyed collecting it and the Hawkman, I think, you know, would have to be the, the, the best figure that they've done in the line. Mm. Excellent. I like it. All right. Well, that wraps up our final toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll run through some feedback before we wrap things up. Yahoo! It's me, Beetlejuice. So, Adam, check out my great new house, The Vanishing Doll. Scary! Each sold separately. Just lie down inside and say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Even smile. I'm scary. Go! Ah! Now, back to normal. Beetlejuice. 
Like it makes my head spin. Speaking of spins, let's take one of my awesome phantom flyer. A real scare on wheels. Great for on the ground or in the air frights. Pop wheelies. Ah! Give Olsto a lift. Am I the ghost with the most or what? We love hearing from you. You can email us at podcast.actionfigureblues.com. You can post on our Facebook page. You can tweet us at AFBlues. You can comment on Instagram at Action Figure Blues. Uh, and uh, you can write a note and stick it in a bottle and float it out into the sea somewhere. Um, but we prefer the other methods. Uh, we had a lot of feedback about last week's show. I'm pretty sure it was the Naked Dwarf Tossing references um might have been the pornographic wallpaper we're still getting a few of those stories uh coming um but so we can't read out everything but i've picked three things uh to share and eddie you've got the first one i do and this one's from our pal dean schaefer and he's got a little note here saying great episode guys scotty's laugh is so infectious sorry i have no naked wallpaper stories <laughs> that is a shame i i want more naked wallpaper stories yeah. and i i, I want to hear arnie's one so arnie, yeah arnie come on there's been a lot of demand for arnie to send in his naked wallpaper yeah. I, john, john is following that up okay you can't, you can't just tease that and then not deliver so I, I want pictures as well <laughs> Uh, you, Ar- Arnie's good at doing the enhanced podcast. He, he can make a great one out sure. of this. Send it in. Yeah. Um, John actually did send me a note this week that was more of like, I think it said, note to self, don't Google naked wallpaper at work. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that, that seems like it would, it would be basic advice. I, yeah. I, I think most of yeah. it. I think regardless of whether, you know, you listen to the podcast or not, that's really good advice for everyone. I, I had to look up white meat. At work, and that that was not a good one. Oh which no! Surprise! That, that's one to uh, yeah. If you're being okay. careful, but, sorry, we're going off topic. Okay, uh, <laughs> Ben. That's ben. Isn't it like that gag about um you know if you do a search for um grandfather clock, just make sure you spell it right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ben, feedback. Uh, yes, I've got something from friend of the podcast, Patrick Yukers, who says, uh, I'm a Gatchaman, Battle of the Planets uh, fan too, Scott. These Sentinel figures are interesting, but as you guys mentioned, the groinal region and hips plus the armoured look puts me off a bit. Uh, John is correct. They've shown Joe slash Jason too, and I wonder if they'll stop there. The rest would require additional bucks. Uh, I'm holding out hope that one day Bandai can do Tatsunoko SH figure arts. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit too stylized for, for what we were hoping, I guess. Um, I think, you know, we've yet to actually have a company just nail some, you know, Gatchaman figures. Yeah, I'm still, I'm, uh, definitely gonna try that one though. I like it. Mm. I like it. Uh, we actually met with the Sentinel things we mentioned last week. Uh, we were looking at Hobby Link Japan, but they are up for pre-order at Big Bad Toy Store as well. Yep. Yep. Um, I've, the last bit of feedback is from Derek, uh, and he, we're talking about my review of the DC Collectibles Vixen Covergirl statue and trying to work out where that look came from. And he says, according to the designer's deviant art profile, the design is, as you were all thinking, an original one done for the statue itself. And quoting Art Germ, he said, my first African-American heroine for the DC Covergirl statue series. I worked with the team at DC to come up with this new costume and hairstyle for her. And I say, meh. Yeah. You know, that, like, I'm sorry. If I have been 
collecting the CoverGirls line since the beginning and hanging out for new characters, uh, after collecting this line of comic accurate characters, I do not want an artist, artist variant version mm. of a mm. character in a way that she's never actually appeared. Yeah. So, so I was giving it a bit of a pass thinking, all right, this must be the new 52 look, but you know, that, grr, 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 grr. I'll gladly accept a, uh, repaint version of that statue, DC collectibles. <laughs> I promise not to red card you for it. If you bring out one where she actually looks like the comic, anything like the comics, that'd be awesome. Jeez, it's just no pleasing you. Yeah. you. Don't want variants. Now you want variants. I know, I know, I know. And then also, and I, I must confess, I can't remember where I was trying to say this, but he said the idiom Scotty may have been trying to get it out beyond put my finger on it is wrap my head around it. But with all the talk of crotchal regions saying, putting my head on it made me laugh more than it should have. <laughs> Thanks for another great cast guys. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> it was a, it was quite a mirthful episode. <laughs> Indeed. That's for sure. But um, thanks for all the feedback. It's, we love hearing it. You know, the whole, it's such a bonus that um, us chatting to each other and having fun is enjoyable to other people. But obviously the more that we hear from you about what you like, the more we know about what to do and not to. Um, so uh, naked dwarf tossing um, for everyone. Hooray. Hooray. And on that note, we're going to get out of here. We are. going to put our dwarves to bed. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Night. And hey, uh, it's Mother's Day tomorrow, so call your mom and make sure she's okay. Yeah. Although it will have already happened by the time you hear this, so uh, either you're going to be giving yourself a pat on the back or hearing that and going, damn it! <laughs> so hopefully it's the first. Yeah. Bye. And happy uh, Mother's Day to all the first mums out there, too, in particular. Yay. Yeah. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. materials and all that kind yeah, of crap yeah. and handling and, fee yeah oh god <laughs> anyway well um before we turn into the uh pornographic wallpaper and uh, secondhand store uh podcast um i think we should probably i just belched that was yummy i might um edit that out what do you reckon <laughs> no leave it in share with everyone why not mm, no. uh no okay <laughs> If you insist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it does look good, though.
<laughs> and my final bit you'd of want news. want fifteen grand. <laughs> you'd want to be. That's right. Uh, my my uh, final bit of news. The the um, final item that from Reddit that made it into the top five is uh, we are starting obviously to get some um, news about uh, exclusives. Um, oh crap! I'm just saying That's the wrong thing. News. That's your news. That's my Shut news. up, Scott. Okay. <laughs> why are you doing? Why are this is dumb? Okay, here we go. In five. <laughs> Are you going to be right there? I don't know. I like. I'm not sure whether you need some support or what's going on. Like, if people just kind of like did the news properly, <laughs> instead of just, I'm just um. grabbing news. Uh, that is the news. We will take a break and we'll be right back in a moment with the next installment of everyone's favorite podcast game, Name That. Except we won't. All right, guys. Did you guess this week's one? <laughs> that is the worst American accent. That's that pretty bad. <laughs> that was that was embarrassing. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Poor job. Oh, yeah, that's Canadian, Eddie. <laughs> if no one has anything else to report, I think it's time to come back with our second toy of the week. Yay! <laughs> you just yayed yourself. Yay! Yay! We're coming back with Eddie. Yay! Yay! <laughs> No one likes me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, all your listeners from last week. <laughs> Had it in the boot, and yeah, so, but yeah, so it was really, really good. So yeah, it just goes to show that eBay is not the B. eBay's got onto him. I think it might be the B, because they gotcha. Yep. Yep, they are listening all the damn time. The red dot moved up to his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. Gone. Let that be a lesson to you, people that say negative things about eBay. I, for one, welcome our eBay overlords. (laughs) 